This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to find about us on all the social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our main website is TV, And we're here Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. until 3 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right around this great big world of ours. If you'd like to send an email, it's very simple. All you need to do, ExoNation, is send it to studio at exoneradiotv.com. Do you believe in God, ExoNation? That is one of the most challenging questions a person can be asked. But my guest this hour, Fiona Finn, is going to be talking to us about her new book called I Believe, God Shouts and Whispers. Now, Fiona is a uh, featured blogger in the Huffington Post, and she was also doing some stuff for AOL's homepage. Um, A spokesman for the American Cancer's Relay for Life and Make-A-Wish Foundation, she continues to do all that she can to help others, like herself, rebuild their lives. Raised Raised Catholic in both Ireland and Ohio, she now lives in southwest Florida, a former elementary school teacher and real estate agent and broker. Her other books include Barbie... Uh, that's a parody, cartoons, a parody, Help Me God, I'm Poor, and uh, Send Pennies from Heaven. And her memoir that we had Fiona on two years ago talking about was One Woman's Journey Through Love, Loss, and Cancer. Joining me now is Fiona Finn. And Fiona, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Thank you, Rob. I'm excited to be here. All right, Fiona. What is going on with people believing in God? Are the numbers actually going down? Um, Well, starting back two years ago, I I became a Huffington blogger, and um, everything I wrote they seemed to accept, so it was very easy. It came very easy to me. And at one point in August 2014, Mm -hmm. I shared a blog of an image. It was a cloud image taken by my boss in Cape Coral, Florida, and it was a magnificent cloud. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it, I saw God and an angel with a trumpet. So I wrote a blog, didn't think much about it, and I put it up, and it went viral instantly. Mm. I mean, it went crazy, 50,000 people liking it, you know, within a few days. And it made me stop and realize that there's a real thirst for, you know, these kind of signs and how, you know, we come together over these kinds of images. Sure. And then I started researching. I stopped blogging, um, and I started researching for two years, finding similar um, cases and stories. And, you know, then this month is National Prayer Month. I decided it would be a perfect month to release this book titled, I Believe, God Shouts and Whispers, 
um, especially since statistics have come out this year showing that the belief in God worldwide has dropped. Is it possible that in the year 2016 there is no more need for religious philosophies or established religions? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic, but mm-hmm. I really believe in spirituality, um, especially after, you know, my illness. I was on the show with you two years ago. I shared yep. my memoir and the fact I had gone through cancer and that a lot of my life had been destroyed. And, you know, when you hit a point, a low point, that's really when you start searching for God or questioning your religion or your beliefs. So, you know, I don't know that there is not a need. I think that when you're at your lowest point, you're going to certainly question your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a time in a crisis in the world where people are struggling in different ways and looking for, you know, answers. And I believe that prayer for me personally gives me those answers, gives me the peace and calm to continue on. You and I have to take a short commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Exonation, Fiona Finn is our special guest, and she is the author of I Believe, God Shouts and Whispers. Her website is www.fiona-finn.com or fiona-finn.com. This is the Exon, and we're coming to you from around, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, all around the world on the Exon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates. Here's a very simple question for you, Exxon Nation. How many of you would like to be part of UFO history? I see a lot of hands going up. Okay, if you want to do that, all you need to do is go to www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. That's www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. And read how you can be part of UFO history. From UFOs to God, do you believe in God or are you a skeptic? Send me an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com, and uh, let's do our own little poll here. I agree with my guest this hour, Fiona Finn, that it seems to me that there are less and less believers, and maybe Fiona has an idea on why. Don't go away. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th, Registration deadline is September 12th. 
Experience Journey Trance, Power Animals, Helping Spirits, Sacred Space, and Life Purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Exonation Fiona Finn is our special guest, www.fiona-finn.com, and she is the author of I Believe, Got Shouts and Whispers. Fiona, why is it that people wait until there is a catastrophe in their life before they go seeking God? I think it's human nature. You know, when things are good, you're not Mm -hmm. calling and asking for help. You're not reaching out. You're just happy in your present, you know, state of mind. Um, You know, I think that you should reach out for God to say thank you and be gracious as well as when things are bad. But, you know, I, like many, couldn't understand why God seemed so distant, so silent when I needed him most. And that silence seemed miserably deafening to me. Mm And it took years for me to realize that, you know, the teacher is always quiet during the test. So that I needed to kind of work through some of my issues, and I was responsible for some of what had happened to me. But God, I don't believe, had ever left me. Is your book written only for those who believe in God? No, I don't believe so. I believe it's written for those that are in need of hope. Mm -hmm. Um, Even some of the people that have you know, there's 14 images in in this particular book. I'm already on the third book in the series. So I've um, interviewed over 30 different people that have seen signs. Um, and some of them are not uh, Christian, Catholic. They have a variety of beliefs. But the one thread that kind of linked everyone together was this hope, this sense of hope and peace and calmness that came with these um, photographic images. Yeah, uh, I I can fully understand that. Um, why is it then that the number of people believing in God are de- are decreasing? Don't you think that in this time of uh, turmoil, war, hunger, and everything else that is going on in the world, that people would want to believe more and more, and those numbers should be rising, shouldn't they? You know, I can't really answer why as much as, you know, the the reports are there and they're very interesting just to, to, you know, start the conversation. Mm -hmm. I think with all the problems and uncertainties in the world that it's easy to see why faith suffers, you know. Um, And I think that the power of prayer is very transforming. And these pictures are very hopeful and the stories that go with it. And a lot of people have seen viral images, like there's one going on right now. It, It it surfaced on Facebook on Sunday with a man from South Carolina who took a live video of a cloud that looked like an angel mm-hmm. above his wife's work. And he, he was, you know, speaking during the video. He put right. it on Facebook, and it went viral. And as of today, it's over 8 million viewers have mm-hmm. seen, liked, shared, commented on this video. And that is exactly, he's agreed to be in one of my next books, but he hasn't gone through the whole journey because it's more than just the picture. I asked questions about what was going on in his life at the time, if he had been praying for anything, if there had been any illness, anything in his life, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe that particular image was there for him. It manifested. I think we all believe it's a cloud. There's no one denying that they're clouds. <laughs> um, but when you see it and it's shaped like most people believe, it, it looks like an angel. Um, it's kind of amazing how it joins us together. It's really wonderful. But how does this work? You know, like, is, is it more of the need to believe that this cloud is the representation of God or an angel than it actually is? I don't think there's a need. I just think it's almost instinctive. You know, when you look at something, like when I looked at the picture that my boss had taken, I instinctively felt that I was looking at its shape was mm-hmm. like, you know, an angel with a trumpet. But for me, it just spoke to me deep inside, and I felt like I'm looking at God, God in nature, and nature in God. Uh, There wasn't a need, although sometimes these things are very timely. I do believe in spiritual synchronicity, 
So maybe you're going through a hard time and mm -hmm. possibly a song comes on the radio and it's just the perfect song to kind of let out what you're feeling. To me, that's spiritual synchronicity. And that also could happen in a cloud or in some of the manifestations that are in the book. It's not just clouds. There are certainly some very interesting stories. There's a young lady who's having a very difficult pregnancy. Right. Um, she had more than one ultrasound when she went in to have an ultrasound due to some bleeding they gave her, um, you know, the picture of the baby, sent her home. She had a baby shower a week later, and a friend pointed out at the baby shower what's in that picture. And they took a camera, um, and they blew up the picture, and it is a perfect crucifix. It's amazing. So that when she saw it, she said instantly she felt like her baby would be okay. So to me, that's a whisper. It's a personal, mm -hmm. um, her, her belief was that, you know, God was letting her know her baby be okay. Um, so that's an amazing story, and she shares that. But there's, you know, and some of these pictures, it's amazing. They've been happening uh, the same sign, same picture, a cross, maybe shaped with um, a shield that would occur in two different countries years apart but be almost identical. Um, we're having a lot of that happening. So I found that there's this link between these images and the times that they're coming because I've done the investigation. I think that was the most interesting thing to me is that, it, you know, once you start looking at some of these viral signs and, and when they appear, um, that there seems to be more more to the story. Well, uh, you know, I, I've looked at clouds, and I've seen bunny rabbits, I've seen horses, I've seen a happy face, but I've never seen anything angelic, mine, or, or that I could say was the, the cloud or face of God. You know, and I consider yeah. myself to be a religious guy or, or a Christian. So how come I don't see God and, and angels and all these religious icons in clouds? Instead, I see fluffy bunnies, uh, smiling faces, and, you know, other things. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting question. I, I always tell people that have seen these images and have pictures that, you know, it's very special. It's right. something that was a gift to you. You know, we all get gifts. Some people get the gift of singing, and some people get, you know, all these different talents. But I believe that certain signs are sent to certain people because of things that they're going through. So possibly you're not, in, you know, in a moment that you need that. Nor do I think that everybody will get a sign. I mean, there have been apparitions that have come and the churches have documented them, and, you know, very few people did see them, but they are recorded as, you know, church-approved. Um, and I guess I just don't believe that they are, you know, the picture is being able to, you know, that you capture is being able to share today with everybody, but mm -hmm. no, you know, we all don't get to witness these, I believe, miracles and wonders. You know, there, there are a number of cloud books out there, and all the photographers and all the people who write the books say the same thing. So if you're talking about 8 million people out of how many million? This, what, even, let's say, 200 and, or what, even a billion. You know, the statistics are very small. True. I mean, I believe that, you know, you have to be careful. I've always been careful in who I'm interviewing mm -hmm. um, and, and doing these stories. A lot of the... Um, some of the people that have taken some of these pictures are very reluctant. You know, they end up sharing them on Facebook with family and friends. They don't intend for them to go viral. They do not expect for it to go crazy globally. They almost shut down when people start coming their way with messages and stories because that was not their intent. So those are my perfect um, people to interview because, you know, they're not out there looking to showcase the story. It's very personal in nature. Um, and then when you have mm -hmm. pictures that have been taken, there's a, a beautiful cloud picture in here with a story that was taken a few years ago when the Pope was ordained, and many, many people had taken the same picture, so it was multiple pictures. So that was nice, you know, so it's nice when you can see that it's not just one picture that can possibly be photoshopped, because, you know, obviously you always have to be careful of that. It, this reminds me of the psychoanalyst ink spot uh, you know, test. Here's an ink spot. What do you see? Yeah, and I actually love doing that in the book. I mm -hmm. actually like to leave it very open-ended. You know, so when I see, when I, when I wrote that blog and I said, this is what I see, I said, what do you see? You know, and it was funny. Right. I laughed with some, you know, some people saw Godzilla, you know, and that made me giggle. Mm -hmm. So be it, you know. I wasn't there to put my beliefs upon other people. 
and I'm still not there to do that. I'm in awe of the experiences of the people that I share in these right. um, in these books. But you let know, me let me ask you something. Behind the pictures. Let me ask you something. Nobody has ever mm-hmm. seen a real angel. So how do we know what an angel looks like, and how can we then by by deducing the facts that you're seeing an angel? Yeah. I mean, I can I can see that, but I think that we all have a preconceived notion of what we believe an angel to look like. So that if, you know, I believe there is a God, and if he's going to manifest mm-hmm. a sign, that he's going to put it in terms that we understand. You know, I don't think that—I think that these signs are here for us. I don't believe that angels actually look like what we think they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all sorts of different pictures where they're um, orbs of light— some have wings. So, you know, even the clouds are different. Some of them have halos. It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting all of the different ways that someone can view an angel. Um, but in the end, it is personal, you know, how you view it and what you see. In it. And that's what I think makes this book, one thing I've heard over and over in my reviews, very interesting. People are interested. They like to comment on it. I have as much fun with the non-believers as I do the believers. I think it's just opening up dialogue. So what is your what is your reason for writing this book? You know, I'm in no way a religious zealot. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not a Bible thumper. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm an unexpected spokesperson. I think what I offer is relatability. I've overcome tremendous hardships. Um, and... You know, in a time when I could have given up, and many times I thought I would, I just kept moving forward. And I think really what kept me moving forward was those inner conversations I had with God in my head daily. I mean daily. So, you know, I needed to move through those hard times by Mm -hmm. speaking to Him. And it wasn't um, a traditional prayer or the rosary for me. And there was a lot of crying and why me. (laughs) But there was always someone worse than you. Could and, it be you know, that you pick yourself up off the floor and you move through it? Could it so, be that you, you know, were just talking to yourself and giving yourself um, a a talking to in order to get everything back in order? No, I don't believe so because I had such. Um, I did share a few blogs on the Huffington Post that were very personal, mm-hmm. and I had some extremely unusual um, occurrences. We'll say, and one. When I was ill, after I was ill, I was trying all sorts of different types of alternative medicine to help me get better, things I would have never tried before. And one was acupuncture. And while going through acupuncture, I was extremely nervous, and I was afraid I'd have to go to the bathroom, and I wanted her to check on me. But Mm -hmm. she turned the lights off and left me there. And I kept saying in my head, and I don't normally say this, you know, I'm not... As I said, I'm not extremely religious. I just have a strong faith and belief that there is a creator. And I kept saying, I am a child of God. No harm will come to me. And I kept repeating that in my head to calm myself down. And then I heard a man's voice in my right ear say to me, Fiona, that is the same thing that I said to myself on the way to my crucifixion. So you're telling you're telling me that Jesus talked to you? Yes. And I know that that sounds crazy, but I was as flabbergasted as anybody. Anybody. And All right, we've got, to, we've, a moment. we've got to take another break for you on a place stand by. Sure. Exonation. Uh, this is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Tell me what you, th- tell me what you think so far, Exonation. Are you a believer or are you a skeptic? Send me your emails. Studio at TV.com. Fiona Finn and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue talking about Fiona's new book, I Believe, God Shouts and Whispers, and her website is Fiona-Finn.com. Don't go away.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Nation, Fiona Finnis, our special guest this hour. We're talking to Fiona about her new book called I Believe, God Shouts and Whispers. Her website is fiona-finn.com. How do we know that the voice you heard was Jesus and not one of the other two that were crucified with Christ on the same day? You know, I guess for me personally, I'm, I'm certainly not there to let other people think that, you know, I know it was my personal experience. I was as in shock as maybe somebody listening to this would mm-hmm. be. And for me, I deep down knew that I was having this spiritual moment. I believe that I was thinking a thought that Jesus did think while he was on this earth. So, you know, I think that as human beings, and he was human in form, um, 
that we all shared the same thoughts, fears, desires, and that there are things that he thought while he walked this earth that we think today. And that's an, an amazing thing, you know, for us to realize. So while he was going towards his biggest fear, mm-hmm. I can imagine that, yeah, that's probably something he would say. Had I ever imagined it before? Absolutely not. I had never thought such a thing. So that's my experience, but I did read and talk to a lot of other people that have had moments like that, and they call it a Christ-conscious moment, Mm -hmm. and I believe that 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 moment I had. And it comforted me, and it helped me through some of the darkest, hardest days of my life. We know so little about the human mind and the human psyche. Maybe you were tapping into a self-preservation aspect of our psyche that just hasn't been discovered yet. Why do you think Jesus would talk to you? You know, I think people can always kind of say to themselves, the self-esteem, why me? Mm-hmm. Why not me? You know, Jesus and God love all of us. I mean, equally, the good, the bad, the ugly, they well, love all of us. Well, I hate to burst your bubble there, but, you know, what God did to the world when he drowned everybody and you know during the big flood and then you have he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah then he killed a whole bunch of Egyptians I I don't share that view of God and I and I can appreciate that I mean I'm I don't always take every story in the Bible as actual fact more or less Mm -hmm. some of them I you know they're written by man and just like you question me, and yeah. I'm a person and I wrote things, I would also question some of the stories in the Bible, you know, were they there to yeah. teach us how to be moral rather than actually happening? You know, I can't answer that. What I can say is that what I feel in my heart and my soul mm-hmm. is that there is a God, and He exists outside of time and space and matter, and He created this vast thing we call a universe which didn't always exist i believe he's infinitely powerful and i believe that he is love um i don't think that i think he is unlimited non-denominational and unconditionally loving my book and all of my books really Mm -hmm. in this series are all about love and positivity we always hear enough doom and gloom. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I really don't. But why can't we I take want. why can't we take credit for a lot that we give unhandedly to God? You know, if you get yourself through a crisis, God didn't do it, you did. If if you congr- if you achieve an accomplishment, God didn't do it, you did. And yet so many people are willing to say thank God. You know, thank yourself. You know, the funny thing about that is lately, Mm -hmm. and it's only in the past probably year and a half, I really think it's like God and me standing side by side, equal in partnership to me moving forward, you know? Um, I don't sit there and say that I didn't Mm -hmm. write this book, but I do feel that as I was writing it, I was divinely guided to certain stories. And I was amazed by some of the synchronicity in finding some of the stories and talking to some of the the people that I interviewed. One of them in the book, the day I called him Mm -hmm. was two years to the date that he had taken the photograph. And he asked me, did I know? And I said, I did not know that. So there were little things like that that made me feel like, yes, you're on the right track. Just for me, that was very comforting. So why do you think God uses clouds? Does that mean... God isn't giving any messages on a rainy day? Oh, no, he does. <laughs> I have a picture in here that's an amazing picture of a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that God uses nature, you know, and I don't think it's limited to clouds. I, I truly do not. There is a variety. It's just that um, probably half of my pictures are cloud images, but not all of them. You know, there are a tremendous amount of different stories in here, you know, there's one with a quadruple rainbow. It's mm-hmm. extremely rare to have a picture of a quadruple rainbow. There's one with a crucifix in the um, morning sunrise. There's also one where it's in the sunset. Um, there's a picture that's very angelic that was taken um, in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. There's just a tremendous amount. And then I love the ones that are the stories that are very touching, like Haley Owens, who was a nine-year-old child that was kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy Grace took a hold of the story, 
Um, it was extremely popular with the media. The parents, of course, they were devastated. The mother's faith, her strong belief was that her daughter has, you know, was an angel, was with God, and was no longer in pain. Mm-hmm. And I read so many stories where people were judging her on her faith and her beliefs, and I felt really bad for her because nobody should be judged in a time like that. She didn't ask for her child to have all of those things happen and not be on the earth. And so she kept saying, my daughter is an angel with wings in heaven. Uh, 10,000 people gathered on a memorial, and on that night, a huge cloud with angel wings appeared. And it gave her great comfort. Um, and that's a beautiful story. And so to me, it's, it's, it's not trying to change beliefs. It's mm-hmm. just documenting what these people believe. And I happen to believe a lot of the same beliefs. But what again, about, there's a, it's an amazing amount of... What about philosophies? Story. What about philosophies where there are no angels in it? Does this mean God um, doesn't favor these these other re- religious philosophies? That only only philosophies that acknowledge the crucifix and and angels no. are his are his chosen ones? No, no, no. I just believe personally that we're all born into certain tribes. The tribe that I'm born into mm-hmm. is the Christian tribe. I do not believe that God our creator has, you know, any one of us or any one religion above the other. This is the one that I relate to, and it's the way that I relate stories to. So that's just easy for me as an author and in my belief system. But no, I don't rule out. This book, again, is not just written for Christians. I think anyone could read it, enjoy it, and find it interesting. And at the same time, they might find it debatable. And that's also interesting. Um, but no, I don't believe that God judges us. I believe that we are born into these tribes and religions, and they're all equal, mm-hmm. and that we're here to learn life lessons and become better people. That's my belief. So do you believe in reincarnation? I do. Why? I do. And that is against, <laughs> it's against my religion, but yes, I do. I believe that we've all lived many, many lives. Have you had any evidence to substantiate that claim? Personally, no. I've never done no. anything where I, you know, did any form of going, you know, backwards where right, they right. can, you know. No, I haven't done that. To my, you know, I believe in living in the present. I don't need to go back in the past. If that life is done, it's over. You know, I want to live this life to the fullest. But I don't believe this will be my last life. I have to do the best I can with what I'm given and um, and see what happens next. What happens if there is no next like a coming of an end? Mm. You know, you we're born to die. The moment we the moment we're conceived is the moment we start to die. Well, I I don't believe that death is death. It's just a transferring over. I believe that who we really are mm-hmm. is who we are on the other side. This is just school. <laughs> in my belief, this is school. We're here to learn to be better people. But it, is that is that more loving towards ourselves mm-hmm. and others? But is that just a way of making ourselves feel better? You know, no, like, it doesn't make me feel better because I don't really walk around every day mm-hmm. on a cloud. Right. You know, I think that life is difficult. Mm-hmm. I think my grandmother used to say there is no hell, that hell is on earth. Yep. And I always believed her words. The struggles we go through here can be hell. You know, I don't think we have to look towards, you know, what happens after death and think we're going to be punished for what we do and don't do. I think that I don't know the answer to. But I do believe that who we really are is on the other side. We are... In a physical body, but we're really spiritual beings. That seems to be a catchphrase uh, for the New Age uh, genre. Uh, and, you know, catchphrases are, are really nice. They give an important message, but where's the proof that there is another side? Are we selling a fairy tale? Is this just like a cow jumping over a moon? Or is there more to it than that? You know, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a fairy tale. But again, you know, look at love. Mm-hmm. You can't substantiate it. You can't prove it, but we know oh, it exists. Oh, yes, you can prove it. Oh, yes, you can. Science has proven the existence of love over and over again. The chemicals that the body, uh, you know, starts interacting with our bodies, the chemical and chemistry between two people, it has been measured. You know, and again, and I know that that also corresponds with lust. They can they kind of go back and forth together when they you know do that. So it's to me, mm-hmm. 
we're not supposed to know everything. If we knew everything here, we wouldn't want to live here. We would want to be on the other side. I believe that there is a veil that we're not supposed to know what happens on the other side. We get glimpses. Again, some of these stories are glimpses. But I don't believe that we're supposed to know or we wouldn't want to be here. That's how good I believe the other side is. But we are here to learn lessons. And even even the hardest lessons, I do believe that there is always somebody here from the other side, whether it's loved ones, guardian angels, God, depending on what religion you are, what deity you believe in. Mm-hmm. I believe that there there's energy around you. And I believe we're loved. Most importantly, I think everyone should know that they really are loved. I, I agree with you. There's energy around us. No two ways about that. That can be measured. That can be proven. But when it comes to another side, what do we have to base that on? I, I mean, mean besides I guess, besides our own beliefs. I guess that's it. You know, I, I when you tear everything away, all that's left, because yeah. I know, because I know from what I went through. I mean, I lost everything. Yeah. I, everything I thought I was, I lost my home, my husband, mm-hmm. my job, my money. I mean, within seven years, I moved nine times. I was devastated. I lost everything. And when I tore everything away, all that was left was my beliefs. That was it. Because no and one could actually take that away. when you stand in your beliefs, it makes life so much easier. That is all you have. Yeah. We've got to take our final break. Please stand by. Exonation, Fiona... Finn is our special guest this hour. The name of her book is I Believe, God Shouts and Whispers. Her website is www.fiona-finn.com. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you'd like to find out what other great programming is available to you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, all you need to do is go to www.fiona.com xzbn.net that's www.xzbn.net my question to exonation are you believers or are you a skeptic are you a believer that there is a god or are you a skeptic that we are our own gods in fact in the book of in the book of genesis we're given a hint and god said let us create men in our likeness in our image So, if this is what God said and we're in his likeness and in his image, then we ourselves are gods. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming, 24-7-365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Explanation, Fiona Finn is our guest. Her new book is entitled I Believe God Shouts and Whispers. Her website is fiona-finn.com. God Shouts and Whispers. Tell me about that. Um, 
I felt when I was, you know, coming up with the book, I, I kept thinking proof of God and mm-hmm. just kind of like you were saying, you know, that's, that's it's quite a statement to make. So for me, I really felt like this is more relatable. You know, I believe these are signs. And I do believe that some of them are subtle, like a whisper, and some of them scream in your face. A lot of people, when I was, you know, telling them about the title, sure. they wanted to tell me, you know, no, God doesn't yell. Uh, I believe that God is just like us. <laughs> um, the conversations I have with him are really real, as if he was a real person, you know. So I think that he loves us how we are, and um, I do believe that each of us holds a bit of God in us. That is our connection to him. And so, you know, for me, it was an easy title to come up with. Tell me about uh, October being the month dedicated to prayer. Um, since 1971, October has been the month of prayer. It mm-hmm. started with the rosary. Um, but prayer today doesn't necessarily have to be the standard prayers from our past, from our upbringing. I mean, I went to Catholic school, and we learned all of the prayers and you know, said them every day. And um, today I believe that a prayer could be as simple as a poem. For me, it's more, um, you know, reaching to God and just talking to Him and, and being present with Him. Um, and, and I know a lot of people will, will, you know, for me it's just talking with God. It's a solemn sure. request for help or an expression of thanks. Um, but really and truly, that's very personal. It's your way of communicating with your higher being. I know a lot of listeners who would, who would argue the point with you that God is non-gender specific, and yet throughout the interview, you've referred to God as him and he, using the masculine. Yeah, I would agree with them. It's just that because I was raised Catholic and I went to Catholic school, that it's just something I fall back on. I would totally agree that God is not gender specific, but I do say he because of my upbringing. But then again, if God is not gender specific, why, why is the Lord's Prayer my father? Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Why is the word father used? I don't know. I'm a, I mean, I'm a single parent, and I would consider myself mm-hmm. both a mother and a father. So, <laughs> you know, but I, don't, I, but I, I don't see it that way. I think it was written by man, and anything that's written by man can be questioned. It's just, to me, a form of saying and reaching to a parent. Um, it could easily be, you know, reworded to mother. But I think that if you were thinking about praying, you should think about sitting next to your parent. And if your mom was cooking or reading the paper or reading a magazine and you'd reach and say, Mom, Mom, I need help. I have a question. I'm not really sure what to do, and I don't really want to, you know, talk to anybody about it but you. I think that something like that is a prayer. So what kind of questions should people ask God? Oh, wow. I think you can ask God anything. I really do. And actually, I think God has a great sense of humor. And I think all the comedians that are on this planet are proof God has a great sense of humor. Um, I once had a dream, an amazing dream, that I went to heaven. Mm -hmm. And the dream happened after my cousin was killed. And this dream, I will remember every detail, unlike any dream I've ever had, which to me is weird, (laughs) to say the least. And while I was in heaven... I did see a staircase, and maybe that's my belief, you know, instilled from when I was young. But everybody that was coming down was going down to earth, being reincarnated, and everybody that was going up was going up, you know, to meet your maker, (laughs) kind of go over your life story. But they all treated each, each other like just how we treat each other. High five, saying hello, catch you next time, how'd you do, that kind of thing. It was amazing to me that we are ourselves when we cross over. We're not a higher form of ourselves. We don't become angelic. You know, we're not singing hymns. We are ourselves when we cross over. All right, so help me understand something here. Yes. With all the different people writing books, all the (laughs) different theories, all the different hypotheses, all the different ways of looking at religion, and all the different ways of looking at God, all the interpretations of the angels. Why isn't there one set if, in fact, this is real? So you're saying that you want to know all the answers. Why not? I just don't think we're supposed to know all the answers. But, but you're saying, you're the saying what you're thing saying that here. We can always ask is why. You're why, saying why, why, I we don't. don't get the answer. You're saying I don't think we should know all the answers. 
Well, what happens if we should know all the answers? Are you stifling me because I'm asking questions that I want to know the answers? No, I think everybody should ask. I just, you know, I've heard so many times from so many people when Mm -hmm. they keep saying, why, why, why? They don't get the answers. And I say, you know, that's the one thing we all have in common. We all say, why, 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 why? Maybe but the we ans- don't get the answers. Maybe the answer has been right in front of them, but they don't want to accept that answer. They want a different answer. The truth hurts sometimes. Definitely. I think definitely the truth hurts. Yeah, and re- life hurts. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Every day can be a struggle. So where do we take it from here? Uh, how you know is is there any special technique in looking for angels or God in the in the clouds or how do you do it? You just look no, up. No, I don't necessarily think people should look for God. I think you go about your life and you try and make yourself happy and you keep mm-hmm. healthy and you appreciate the ones you love, and I think you try and communicate. If if you are a believer, you do try to communicate with God as much as possible. And in times of hardship, you can ask for a sign. You can say, hey, you know what? I need a sign. I need a sign that some, someone's with me. You're listening. And then start to look. It doesn't have to be in the clouds. Yeah. Just start to pay attention. That's all I'm saying. I think that these stories are incredibly interesting. I've put them together as a collection mm-hmm. so people can determine what they think. Sure. Um, but I'm not pushing any agenda. That's not my, my belief. I think this is a very interesting topic, and this debate has gone on as long as man has been here and will continue beyond us. But could this be the very reason why the numbers in religion are failing? Is that there are so many questions being asked and no answers being given. And in our society, we live in a society of instantaneous answers. And it would make sense to somebody that, hey, I'm asking God a question. I'm not getting an answer. Therefore, it's either he's not hearing me or he isn't there. And then when I look at the world, when I look at the wars, when I look at the famine, when I look at the terrorism, when I look at this, that, and the other thing, hey, our Father who art in heaven, hey, if this is how you take care of your kids, this is a big case of child abuse. Well, I mean, I can see your point, yeah. and you know, we're in a in a time now when the children are millennials. They want everything fast. They get everything fast through the internet. Mm-hmm. So when they ask a question and they're not getting the answer or the answer that they like in a timely manner, I think that could be a big reason that faith is dropping. But it's not only it, quicker answers. It's not only the children that are dropping out. It's longtime believers, longtime parishioners, longtime churchgoers. Because people are saying, hey, wait a minute, the church is nothing else but a farce. Because we see all these riches, and yet we look at all the poor that the churches are supposed to be taken care of. God is supposed to be taken care of. You know, if we look at any any religion, any religion, it's a business. For example, let's take Catholicism. The Pope is the chairman of the board. The cardinals, they are the board directors. And the shareholders are those people who believe and put whatever they can in the collection pot each and every Sunday. It's a business. And I think that if God or Jesus was to return today, or if he's watching, he's crying. Because this is not what I'm sure his plan was. Well, it's funny you say that because the very first picture in my book, I believe, Mm -hmm. is an image of Jesus crying that appeared in a church, Mm -hmm. not in a church, I apologize, in a hospital in Florida. Um, And it's Jesus weeping in the glass. And, you know, I certainly do think that if, if if I wish to speak for God, that, yeah, he would be very upset that everybody's falling away from him. And no, I don't think that the church is the answer. I'm mm-hmm. not here to bring everybody back to church. Sure. I'm not I'm not advocating religion. I, I, I see good and bad in religion. I'm saying if you believe in God, pray, speak to him more, communicate with him more. That's all I'm saying. That's the end all for me. After that, I can see why faith, you know, drops. I understand the world that we live in, you know, but somehow I crawled out of a desperate place, and I turned it around, and today I can sit here and see hope. But, but There yeah. is hope, even in some of the most horrendous places there's hope. And one of the stories I just worked on for my newest book yeah. 
was about a, a soldier, a 22-year-old soldier mm-hmm. that was killed in Iraq. And him and his fellow soldiers had found puppies. And they saved these puppies, and the next day all of them were killed by roadside bomb. And then the parents were devastated, and I talked to the mother, and she was devastated. Years have gone by, but she said she prayed so hard to God to save her son. Please keep him safe. And he died. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she was upset. And when the Army brass asked her if there's anything they could do, she said, I want one of the puppies that brought my son joy the night before he died. And the Army brass gave her a look like, yeah, right. How can we do that? But it happened. She got that dog. And they named that dog Hero as a tribute to their child. And a couple years went by, and 2020 came out, and they took photos of the family. They were talking about fallen soldiers. And it was a really dark, dark, cloudy day. Fiona, I hate to do this, but I've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Exxon Nation, Fiona Finney has been our guest this hour. And I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Send me your emails. Are you a believer or are you a skeptic? Studio at TV.com. My name is Rob McConnell. We'll be back. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.